Hey, 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 you are strong and capable, and it's time that you knew it. So in this show, we're talking about leadership, mindset, mental health, authenticity. I want you to look in the mirror and love the human staring back. So if you're ready to dig into who you are, where you're going, and how to get there, if you're ready for real talk all with a side of glitter and laughter, then you're in the right place. Welcome. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Strong and Capable Podcast. (laughs) My name is Bridgette Heller, and I have Miss Leanna Hunt with me. You want to say hey? Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here, Bridget. Me too. I'm excited. We've had some great conversations uh, like a couple weeks ago and right before recording, so I cannot wait for you guys to meet her, of course, and get to know her. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Leanna was born in Oceanside, California. That's a beautiful place. I love it. Yeah, where's my, where's my Cali girls at? <laughs> right? So I, I grew up in Northern California a little bit. My husband did too, outside of Sacramento, but not Oceanside. Not like two Oceanside. different states. <laughs> right? Basically. <laughs> so you love the ocean, lived in Utah for the last 10 years, raising your family. You married your college sweetheart, David. You're proud parents of four beautiful children. And then you started noticing issues with your health. And I think that happens a lot, right? You get married, you're doing all the things, check, check, check. And then your health comes in. That's a little like this is over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So you started noticing your health and you spent the last 12 years working with coaches, nutrition experts, doctors, therapists, alternative wellness, doing all the things to find mm-hmm. balance to hormones, right? Um, as well as finding support to overcoming a 25 year long battle with emotional eating. We talk a lot about this in the weight community, emotional eating, because it's something I know that I have struggled with over the years as well. Um, Leanna felt called to go back to school in the beginning of 2020. I feel like so many of us in 2020 got this like, (laughs) right? No idea what was around the corner when I signed up to be in school full time with four kids, (laughs) all doing at home learning. Yeah. That's a good time. That's a good time. (laughs) It was a good time. So you were learning specific techniques that have become the catalyst to moving forward in all the areas of your life and helping others, right? So you have three certificates combined that are the foundation of the belief work she does with her clients. You guide them consciously while they work with their unconscious brain, releasing root causes for all the negative emotions and limiting decisions that have been stored along their timelines. And I want, I almost feel like I need to repeat that, releasing root causes, right? (laughs) Okay, so you're guiding people to work with their unconscious brain releasing root causes for all major negative emotions and limiting decisions that have been stored along your timeline. Guys, this is like the heart of it all. This is where it begins. This is it right here. That's part of why I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. So it's allowed you to overcome your own battle and overcome the addiction. And now you work with people to help them with the same thing. You have a background in sales, social selling. You have a BA in English from BYU, Brigham Young University. And she loves God, her family, and her life. Yay for God. (laughs) Yay Yay for God. Um, And family and all the things. So (laughs) let's just dive right into that sentence, the the meat of that, right? I, I don't have it pulled up again, but I would. So you're working with the unconscious mind to bring forward the things along the timeline that we are consciously, we're having that act out in our life every day yeah. and don't even realize the impact that these things are having. So explain a little bit about that. What is that um, and the work you do? But let's start with what is the work you do before we talk about the hows and all the things. So when I knew I needed to go back to school, it was obviously pre-COVID. It was very, very clear. And really the message that came to me in prayer was, 2020 was going to be the year for learning. And I I just laugh now because I mean, (laughs) hopefully we have all can look back at 2020 and say 2020 was a year for learning. Right. Right. So I started first with um, an international life coaching certificate and specifically in performance coaching. I, I work with a lot of women from, with my background in direct sales and in sales in general, I work with a lot of women that are at the top of uh, several different companies. I then went on, I just felt like once I said yes to learning, God just kind of took my hand and led the way. 
I learned a specialized type of EFT tapping, which is basically like psychological acupuncture. If you know what acupuncture is, it's needles that actually go into your pressure points to alleviate some sort of pain. And tapping is really just uh, using those same pressure points, but tapping lightly with your fingers. So I, I learned a specialized technique in EFT tapping by Brittany Watkins that is based on emotional eating and overcoming different forms of sabotage. So for me, that was really the awakening part of, okay, I, I learned all these conscious coaching techniques, how to actually move along. But the reason why we're not going where we want to go long-term is because of those deeper parts of our brain that have nothing to do with our conscious, right? And then that led into my um, NLP, which stands for neuro-linguistic programming, my NLP timeline therapy practitioner search certification. And I do timeline therapy with most of my clients starting out. And that's really where we learn the language that our brain responds to. So we don't have to be in deep like hypnosis. We don't have to go uh, deep into those sessions. And I have done hypnosis. I think I've had nine or 12 sessions of hypnotherapy. That was very, really great along my journey of self-discovery. But what I love about this is we don't have to go that deep. If we know the language of the brain, then we can consciously guide the unconscious. So that's, so, sorry, that's my combination of what I do. No, it's, a, it's like this beautiful marriage of all the things I feel like. <laughs> so what, yeah. It, so when you talk about language of the brain, for those listening, what does that mean? Language of the brain. It means knowing the words that it's like having a conversation with a child versus an adult. <laughs> when you're talking to a child, you have to use things that you're very clear, direct. Uh, sometimes with adults, we kind of ramble. That doesn't really work for kids because they're just like, what's the message here? <laughs> the brain is the same way. What's the message? What do I need to know? And the thing I want to tell you really about what I do, and it's kind of like the whole secret to everything in life is what the brain needs in order to move forward is it is in the learning that allows the letting go. And I'm going to say mm. that again. It is in the learning that allows the letting go. Those are actually words I use with my clients probably a hundred times when we do an entire breakthrough, because that is the brain wants to find in our timeline where we stored our root causes of all major negative emotions and all our limiting decisions. But the brain, when we go back in your timeline, we are telling the brain, brain, we need to, what is there to learn from this event? So the brain is going on this mission, right? It's like putting on its detective hat to go into your timeline, like your filing system of all your memories, because they're there, they're stacked up just like a bunch of pictures in boxes, right? All your childhood pictures. I still have mine in boxes. That's what I think about when our brain has all these boxes. And so when we use these, this word, ask the brain, this language, what is there to learn from this? The brain can just go to the event and find it right away. It's not there to judge it. It's not there to relive the trauma. It's not there to try to analyze it or to even say if it was real. The brain puts on this detective hat. Okay, what is there to learn from that event? So its job is just to maintain the learnings and it's in the learning that allows the letting go. And that is really the secret to moving forward in your life is figuring out what there was to learn from what you went through along your life. And that's what allows you to move forward. Because it gives you power. It, instead of being a victim to your unconscious thoughts and, and whatnot, and just allowing that to, you use the analogy of driver in the car. And we can talk more about that. But instead of allowing that just to drive you around, you put yourself in the seat. Saying, no, I, I've learned. This is what I do with that. And we like order, right? Our, our brain likes a filing system. We like order. We like things to make sense. And so when we can learn, now we've made this thing we went through, it makes sense. And it's like our heart and our body and everything can just relax totally. and move forward. So I yeah. love that. And I think about the car a lot, like you just talked about. And I, I like to think about if you... Like think in your mind right now, as you're listening, wherever you are, like, what is your dream car? Bridget, what's your dream car? 
Oh my gosh. Actually, right now I want a Jeep. Okay. <laughs> Is it a specific Jeep? Can you just picture it in your mind right now for me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, I want everyone just to picture their dream car. Okay. You get this phone call or a text because we don't really call each other anymore. You get this text, Bridget, early one morning saying, Bridget, go look outside because your dream car is waiting for you. Would you run? <laughs> yeah. So you'd run outside, but the door is locked. The driver's door is locked and you don't have the keys. The only door open is the passenger door and you get to get in. And you have this beautiful car that you've always wanted. You manifested it. It came about. You have it, but you actually don't have full power over it. You don't get to determine the speed. You don't get to determine the destination or the frequency. And what's driving your car in your life right now and all of us is the strongest unhealed beliefs and limiting decisions. <laughs> They're in charge. So if you're listening and you are not happy with where you are right now, or you're struggling with something maybe like I was, like an addiction, addictive patterns, there's so many forms of sabotage. I just want you to know that you are enough as you are right now. <laughs> And it's learning how to take back over the driver's seat of your car. The car is yours already, just like your life. It's yours. And that is what I love to help women do is to get the keys, get back in the driver's seat and determine how fast they want to go, where they want to go. So. I love that. Our missions are so aligned in so many ways that you're talking like, yes. Please, please believe you are enough. Please know that you can be in the driver's seat. Please, there are so many tools. And like you said, there's a lot, of, I've done a lot of interesting things in my life. Like you've taken a lot of classes and been in a lot of classes and had a lot of different therapies. And, you know, what I love about the brain is it's logical. It's not, it's actually not a mystery, but we live our life with it being a mystery. And I don't, I love what you're doing because it's uncovering that and allowing it just to be, like you said, we don't have to observe. We don't have to judge. We, we do observe, but we don't judge and we learn and then we move forward and we take control and it's magical. I mean, yeah. taking the car analogy further, when you finally get the keys and you're on the road, that a pure joy, right? right? Movement, forward movement equals happiness. It doesn't mean you're not going to have to stop and get gas or you might not break down or you might not have things happen, but forward movement is happiness. That's totally. joy. And in my mind, right deep down, I've got the top <laughs> off and the wind flowing. I'm like, yes, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. So let's talk about how then, how do you get the keys? How does that, what do you do to get the keys in your life? The first thing is you just have to acknowledge that you're worth working on. <laughs> Why is that hard sometimes? So hard. To just acknowledge, just accept, acknowledge and accept is really the first step. Acknowledge and accept that we are enough as we are right now. Here's an interesting thing. If we think about the brain, if you've ever seen an image, if you guys are listening, um, you can just head to Google and type in ice, the iceberg brain, and it'll pull up several images of an iceberg and it will show levels of consciousness basically. And if you think about an iceberg, the smallest part, which looks massive. I've actually never, have you seen an iceberg in person, Bridget? I have not. Yeah, actually I was born in Alaska. So oh, you were, yes. this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> So how massive that's above the water, but really the biggest part of the iceberg is under the water. And that's really like our brain. So your conscious brain, if you think about the very tip of the iceberg, that's where your willpower is. And so people come to me is probably the most common thing women say from the beginning, I don't have enough willpower. That is one thing right now. I want all of us to just eliminate from our vocabulary. Okay. Your willpower is not meant to carry you that long. That's why if you're sitting here and you've tried 10 different diets, 
you've worked with 20 different coaches. You've tried to get out of debt X amount of times. The reason why you're not doing it long-term is because there's some store limiting decisions that are holding you back. The willpower is, an, is supposed to get us excited, right? Mm-hmm. And to like want to take the keys back. So just tell yourself right now that your willpower is enough and that you are enough. So that's where we want to start. I like that because the that? willpower. Yeah, sorry. I like that because the willpower is not supposed to drive the car. It's supposed to be the trigger to get you to the keys. Yeah, say that again. Everyone needs to just listen again. (laughs) Yes, the willpower doesn't run the car. It's just the thing that helps you get the keys. And then after that, willpower is that adrenaline type thing that helps you get from point A to point B. It is not the long-term driver. And it, and it will never work if that's what you're relying on. It so won't. Have you ever like started a day for me with my emotional eating disorder every morning, Bridget, it was like, oh, today I'm going to do it hundred percent. Today I'm going to do it hundred percent. And what happens by four o'clock? You guys, your willpower actually gets tired, more tired in the afternoon. And I was doing too much for too many people. <laughs> So I had no support left to give myself, which I think that ties back into what you're talking about this month. And we can bring that all back around, but I was, I was tired in the afternoon. And then I, I use that to blame myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Willpower. What did you say again about willpower? Everyone willpower really us- needs to get this. <laughs> yeah, it really truly it gets us to point A to point B. And like you said, it gets worn out because if that's what you're using to help you drive the car, run the marathon, what it's not, it's not enough. It's never going to be enough. And when you're looking in the mirror at the end of the night saying I wasn't enough, there's a reason for that because you're using the wrong vehicle. You're like putting plastic keys in the, in the car to make it run when you need the, the other ones, you know, you're like using the toddler keys. It's not going to work. It's not, not going to get you there. So first, you just have to acknowledge that's the first of my, of these steps. Okay. First, second is to be able to do the release work to release and let go. And again, remember if you haven't worked with me before, and a lot of you don't even know what timeline therapy is, or or maybe I've never done tapping before you can practice sitting and allow yourself to just sit in an emotion for a minute. Sometimes we're so quick to dismiss it and, and then judge ourselves because we're feeling anger. Guess what, guys? Anger is the driver for all of the other emotions. When I work with a client in timeline therapy, we always start with anger. So I invite you to sit with anger for a minute and bring up, bring up the first memory connected to anger. I want you to just sit for a second, allow yourself to just be angry and ask your brain the first time you felt that way. And if a memory pops up or a picture, we don't have to judge it, even if it doesn't make sense. And all you need to do is just ask yourself, what do I need to learn from this so that I can let it go? Mm-hmm. So that's something you can consciously do on your own in meditation, even in prayer, you can ask God, God, what is there to learn from this anger so that I can let it go. So that's step two is the release. Okay. So I'm going to share my little example then. So you said, what's the first time? The funny story, actually. I was, as I mentioned, born in Alaska and my parents tell a story. So it's weird. One of those weird things where I don't specifically remember it, but I've been told the story so many times. I feel like I've lived it, you know, and that's an interesting thing altogether. We can talk about that separately. <laughs> we won't today, but So in Alaska, I was three, four sitting on the porch and my parents had this plant on their back porch and I was out there picking the leaves off of it. And my dad said, Bridget, don't do that. You're hurting the plant. Well, I am a lover of all living things. So if I understood that at that age, I wouldn't have, I promise, but I didn't. And so I was picking the plant, right? Bridget, don't pick the plant. And I kind of give him a look and I keep picking the plant, picking the plant, Bridget don't pick at the plant. And I looked at my dad and I grabbed the plant and I picked up all the leaves as fast as I could. 
And I was thinking about, I can feel that. Like I was angry because he was telling me what to do. It was so angry. <laughs> and um, that anger I often associate with situations like that because what have I learned? I learned that I don't like other people controlling my life. I have a very hard time when other people take control of my life and it makes me angry. And so I have to really step back when I feel this anger or frustration and go, okay, Jet, are they really controlling your life? What do you need to learn from this situation? What does it help you? Will picking off the plant, will screaming and kicking, will this help you? I have to really pause, but it, because I understand this, like you said, because I've learned what that means, that I really have a hard time with people telling me what to do and controlling my life. And then there's other trauma that built on top of that throughout my life, right? Now I know how to handle it and work with it. So it's just an interesting, because that was the first thing that came to me when you were talking about that. Then that probably means, Bridget, that you still have work to do around that memory. Oh, oh 100%. So can we do something for a moment? This is not planned. Yeah, I'm always okay. I want you, and if you guys are with Bridget, um, if you're driving a car, you want to come back to this, you can just listen. But what I'm going to have Bridget do is close her eyes. So Bridget, I want you to close your eyes and red, I want you to start tapping right here on the outside of your hand, Bridget. So I'm taking my right hand and I'm tapping on the outside of my hand by my pinky. This is called the karate chop. You can just rest it in your lap. I want you to just close your eyes, Bridget. And I want you to go to that memory now. And I want you to just be looking at your younger self. The you that you are now is there with your younger self. Just tell me when you're there with her. Okay. What do you notice about her, Bridget? She's curious. She's curious. I want it mm -hmm. to be at the point where she's really mad. So if you need to fast forward that, trust that your brain knows how to do that. So maybe your dad's already talked to you. Okay. And then we're going to freeze your dad. So it's just, you're just focusing on your younger self. And I want you to be with her when she's feeling that anger. How do you know she's angry right now, Bridget? Because there's like this feeling in the chest of just frustration. Looking at her, you, is it something you see or something you feel? You see it more on the face. You see or see it. Okay, so you're more visual. Mm -hmm. All I want you to do, Bridget, is go up to her, the you that you are now, and wrap your arms around her right now. And I want you to look at her and I want you to say out loud, Bridget, I'm here to help you. Bridget, I'm here to help you. And I want you to tell her, Bridget, how much you love her, this little you. That's a harder one. <laughs> yeah. Look at her, Bridget. I love you. Yeah. I love you and you are strong and capable and it's all okay. Bridget, in that moment, she made some decisions and the you that you are now, you know what she needed to know in that moment. And I want you to tell her now what that is. What did she need to know in that moment, Bridget, to let this go? It's okay to be curious yeah. and it's okay to listen. Mm -hmm. And I want you to talk to her until you see a shift in her, any sort of shift at all. And it's okay to trust, I think. What else she needs to hear? Is there anything else she needs to learn from this experience so that she can let it go and move forward? This little you. She needs to learn to communicate. <laughs> I don't know if she's capable of it at that age, but. Well, we, don't have to, we don't have to judge that. So I okay. want you to. So that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to learn to share why, her why. Share her why. Does she know how to do that? Not yet. Tell her that that resources information is coming. It will, it's going to be learned over time and experience. Does she understand that? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. I want you to hug her now, Bridget, again, with so much love and just imagine you're outside, right? With this bush, <laughs> bringing in so much sunlight until you just feel your younger you completely turn into this light, as bright as the sun.
And tell me when you see that in her. Okay. How does she seem now? At peace. At peace. And as she hugs you back, Bridget, she gives the you that you are now this light too. And I want you to allow your entire body to be full of that light. From the top of your head, Bridget, throughout your entire body and anywhere that there is anger, any negative emotions, you can just replace it with that light and trust that your entire body can be full of that light. And tell me when you are. Okay. How's that feel now? It's good. And it's interesting in processing, right? I'm feeling and processing. I feel much lighter. Mm -hmm. But also as I was kind of coming back to myself, the understanding of um, when I'm doing business coaching, right? When I have business coaches coaching me, <laughs> they are always asking the why, the why, the why, the why. Why are you doing that? Why does it matter? Why does it? And I get frustrated a lot. And I'm like, I don't know. It's something I feel. It's hard to explain. So realizing that that same emotion that was coming in that moment is one that still has work to do today. That's kind of pulling that, like you said, the root, mm -hmm. the root of it, that there, I, I mean, there's always work to do. I think if you think you don't have work to do, this is probably not the podcast for you. <laughs> Well, that is a very, very small sampling of what we do when we talk to our younger self. And Bridget, I invite you, instead of the why and the why and the why, as you do this work on yourself, it's the how. How are you going to get there? How are you going to take your keys back? How are you going to go where you want to go? Hmm. And focusing on the how changed everything for me. Yeah. I love the how actually the how makes me feel safe but i've also learned the how is not doesn't always stand it can't stand alone it has to have the why firmly behind it yeah it does and the why comes though sometimes as we do this work to shift mm -hmm. our beliefs yeah yes one of my favorite mentors kathy heller she actually says action brings clarity action brings clarity and I found that to be so true. So many times when I take my how and I act in faith, it takes faith to act. It takes, you know, you, we talk about willpower, willpower and faith are so closely connected. Totally. But um, it takes that want, that desire to create action. And then when you do, you have to allow trust to be part of it as well. That you have, once you get the keys, that you have the resources to drive the car, the, the knowledge to drive the car. Totally. Yeah, that's it. That's what goes to step three in my process is then committing to yourself. It's committing to take a new path and that you can trust that you're going to be led by God or, or your, your intuition or the universe, whatever works for you that, that as you continue and commit and make that daily commitment to yourself, that you're going to continue to go where you need to go with the resources that you need and the people that you need and the experiences that you need. Mm -hmm. and they come that's I can I can testify to that third step that when you trust when you believe and like you said there's prayer there's meditation there's so many beautiful tools out there for you to have that mind you know set your heart and mind in alignment with belief and hope and faith that when you trust it is beautiful how it unfolds. It's really cool. I feel like this conversation we're having right now is a result of trusting, right? Right. Yeah. So it, and it's exciting. Again, windows down, hair in the wind, exciting. Right. Yeah. Wow. I love, I love all of that. I love all of that. And then that leads to my next step, which is then to act on those feelings that you get because of your faith and because of your trust, that's really where your intuition comes into play, where you really get to honor those promptings that you receive, those feelings inside of you. And sometimes they're big and scary. <laughs> mm -hmm. And sometimes they're really small. But to, to really connect into our intuition, we have to be one, open-minded and two, fully present in the moment. 
So doing all that release work, making that commitment, it allows us to stay open-minded, allows us to stay present. And sometimes we have to commit multiple times a day <laughs> so that we can act on those feelings, right? Like starting a business, or maybe you're ready to, um, yeah, start a new job or in the job that you have to do something new. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to go back to school. You know, I was just thinking to get to that trust point, you might see people around you that are in that space and man, be like, man, how are they doing that? How are they just taking these bold moves or these chances or just fearless? It, it might seem on the outside. That doesn't mean there's not fear or like you said, recommitment twice right. a day, a hundred times a day, because it's a, a process always. You're continually evolving and growing and transforming but they did it because they did, they're doing it because they've done on some level, this work we're talking about on some mm -hmm. level, they've dealt with the demons. They've dealt with them. They've looked at their timeline. They've looked at their history. They've come to understand and to learn from who they've been, who they are and who they want to be. Then they've made peace on some level with that. If you see people making big moves, you're like, I could never do that. Oh yes, you could. Oh, yes. But you have to do step one first. Yeah. Oh, yes, you could. And honestly, the world needs you to. If you're listening right now, the world needs you to. And not just, oh, yes, you could, but oh, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And what if you thought about that you've already done it? What if it was already done? I had, that's what my business coach taught me. Vienna, this is already done. Yep. And I love that. It feels like you have the confidence that what if, you, you know, it was already done. And I love thinking about it that way. So yeah, awesome. And you know, it's funny as we do that as kids, we, we live as if it's already done. We just don't know it yet. We haven't recognized that's what it is. My sister was laughing. We we're talking about TikToks and because uh, we both have companies. We both have to do the social media thing. I, I say I get to a lot of times because I actually like it for the most part, but she said, you know, you just need to go retro and show all of your videos of you <laughs> dancing and singing to Barbie girl. Or I uh, had a cooking show that I used our video recorder every week. <laughs> <laughs> you were always meant to do this. You were always meant to do this. And I think that's the cool work about doing the work that you're talking. The cool thing about doing the work you're talking about is that you start to see those patterns too. And then you, when you're acting as if it's already done, when you look back in this healthy way, you can see it was always going to be already done. Always, always. Yeah, this yeah. was always going to happen. Yeah. But it's our lack of, of faith or trust that stops it. Totally. It's not that you're not good enough. You're good enough. You're meant for it. It's trust and love. And again, this work that you're talking about, healing and learning. Yeah, that goes to my last step, which is learning. It's a, it's a, you make that commitment and then you're just on this continual learning path, mm -hmm. continual learning. And something we say in NLP about the, our life is there is no failure. There is only feedback. So we can take after we make this commitment and we've done the release work, we make this commitment we are starting to act on things, uh, those premonitions and feelings. Sometimes they're not going to go maybe how we thought, or we're going to make some mistakes along the way. But then with that continual learning mindset, again, we're just learning what is there to learn back to that. What is there to learn from this so that I can let it go? I can move forward and I can be, make it better next time. And feedback is beautiful. <laughs> it used to scare me. Yes. But once it, you take away, you know, like you said, become more of an observer than taking on the outcome. You don't have to be married to the outcome of it. No. You know, when you become more of an observer in your own life and in this feedback, it, it's actually very empowering. The first class I taught that I sent a Google Doc out, I was asking for feedback. This was about a year and a half ago. This is the first time I'd done a Google Doc like this. And this one lady said, I hated it. This is not awesome. Like she said, you talk too much. She had all sorts of thoughts. And it was a big victory for me, not because someone hated it, but it's not going to be for everyone, but because I wasn't mad about it. It was just feedback. 
I actually laughed and laughed and laughed. And my husband was like, why are you laughing? It was because I felt free. Like I'm so free from this. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the feedback and I'll definitely look at it and see if there's something to learn from it because I, there always usually is, <laughs> but I'm not attached to it. This is not affecting my emotions in a negative way. And this is amazing. Amazing. So when you can learn that again, top down hair in your wind, it's in our Great. learnings. Yeah. It's a learning, it's a learning, it's a learning. So that's how we tie that all together. And this allows you these steps, this work that I watch women do now allows them those healthy, beautiful boundaries because boundaries are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. boundary created with anger is not sustainable like a boundary created with love. So those of you that are, I'll say that again, that are struggling with no's and with yeses and who do I say yes to? Who do I say no to? I feel so torn and pulled. Again, a boundary created with anger is not sustainable like a boundary created with love. And to do a boundary created with love, you have to face the anger first. Yes. So that you're not driven by the root causes of your, of those emotions. It's not saying when I work with someone, they're like, well, am I never going to feel angry again? No. That means that you're not going to be living based on a reaction to these root causes of these stored emotions. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. We're actually responding to space. And what I mean by that is that's the, that's just something that more and more women, the more women I work with, I mean, they use the word space. Leanna, it just feels like there's space in my life or there's space in my brain. And at first I'm like, what does that mean? Like everyone's saying this word space, but really there it is. You just have created this boundary within your own brain, <laughs> mm-hmm. your own life to be able to really sit and think and make a decision about, is this supportive? Does this protect us, my family? Is this getting going to move me in the right direction? And that's how we make beautiful boundaries mm-hmm. by releasing the root causes of negative emotions and limiting decisions. Yes. Napoleon yeah. Hill said 98% of what we spend our time doing and our thoughts thinking about is not needed. It's just not needed. And so what you're doing, the work you're doing is allowing people to let go of the not needed that is filling all their time and space. And then when it's no longer there, all of a sudden it's light and open and space. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's a, a good word to describe it because you know it's, it's decluttering everything. So we're talking a little bit about boundaries. And the theme this month is, you know, intention of the heart, talking about the heart, which we've talked a lot about anger and space. And I believe, you know, that another word for that might be condition of the heart, condition of the mind, where are you at with those things? And then the power of no. And like you said, boundaries are important the way you create them. And I always tell my audience, no is not no. No is yes to what you really want. So let's talk about no a little bit. When you're talking with your clients, when you're working with them and they're working on holding those boundaries, how do we work through that? Let's talk a little bit more about that and, and the no's. How, how do you say no to keep the space? How do you say no to respect those new health beliefs and boundaries? So when we think about the unconscious brain, as far as what I'm trained to do and in the scope of what I do with timeline therapy, the brain has four, four words that it really doesn't process very well. It does not, the brain does not process negation. So those four would be don't, can't, shouldn't, and won't. So when we are installing a boundary with ourselves, I'll give you an example that let's do shouldn't for an example. So when I was dealing with my emotional eating, and there was leftover cake from a Sunday dinner, right? And so it's Monday morning. I'm telling mm-hmm. myself on repeat, I shouldn't eat that cake. I shouldn't eat that cake. Your brain is hearing, eat the cake, eat the cake. It doesn't process the shouldn't. Your brain's hearing, there's a sliver of I will. And so therefore you should. Exactly. Same mm-hmm. with the kids. Instead with my son, 
don't touch the hot stove. Like when your dad said, don't pick the bush, most kids are going to just go for it anyway. So as a parent, that helps us create beautiful boundaries when we use language like, please keep your hand away from the stove because it is very hot. If you touch it, you're going to burn yourself. Do you mm -hmm. see the complete difference? Mm -hmm. So we created a boundary with our son in the stove and ourselves asserting authority without just saying, don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't have that. You can't do that because the brain is just going to go forward that go towards that. The brain doesn't judge. It's, it's job is not to judge. <laughs> it just takes the commands we give it. So when we're working with ourselves then the biggest thing, especially installing a boundary, like let's say you get invited somewhere and you're really tired, you're really exhausted. And you just know that you need to stay home instead of saying, I can't do that because then you're probably going to feel this pull of regret, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe some anxiety, right? Tightening in the chest. Maybe you're feeling that right here. Think about, I can't say that to somebody. <laughs> we want to say, I'm unable, I'm unable to attend. Thank you so much for inviting me. We don't have to use words like can't. And it's the same at home when we have this laundry list of things to do, like, like laundry. I have that waiting for me after this. Instead of saying, oh, I shouldn't be mad about this laundry. I shouldn't be upset that I have to do this. You can just turn it around. I'm choosing to do the laundry today or not doing it. <laughs> I'm choosing to take a rest. And here's the line, because when I do, I feel this way. So if you're choosing a boundary for yourself, you can practice this phrase. And it's what I teach my clients. I am choosing blank because when I do, I feel this way. You're taking ownership back of your life there. You are the cause of your life and not the effect. And your brain wants to recreate those things that you like, those good feelings. Mm -hmm. So you're basically just setting up your brain reticular activating system. There's so many things we could go into. It's like putting on the rose colored glasses. That's what you're doing when you just say a statement like that versus, oh, I shouldn't feel bad about this. I can't have that. Does that make sense? Oh, hundred. Yes. Yes, it, it does. And it's, it's just interesting as you're talking and processing, 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 right? <laughs> because these are things that I practice, but again, fine-tuning we're always fine-tuning we're always I know from my own health journey like you talk about food um for me I'm definitely stress triggers eating and this is something I've been working on now for a while especially because there's been some health things going on I'm getting older it's not awesome <laughs> yeah it's not awesome you know it's like the knee hurts or you get a stomach ache easier these things that you never had when you were a teenager so as I've been choosing a new lifestyle with food that was for the first couple of weeks I wasn't losing weight I was exercising and eating all right but like you said I was filling my mind full of I can't do that I shouldn't do that I am not I won't do that because but what it was bringing was all this like you said that tightening of the heart this negative energy mm -hmm. and so actually it was making my relationship with food worse instead of helping it it was actually making it worse. And so one day I looked in the mirror and I thought, this is silly. You teach a lot of mindset stuff every day. <laughs> you need to change your words. You need to journal it out and see what's happening up there and then change your words. And so I started looking in the mirror and saying, you are healthy. You are beautiful. You choose to eat healthy because you want to be strong and you want to do these things in life. And so, like you said, I choose because I feel I choose because I get to do this. If I choose it, like equating to I'm making this choice for this positive impact in my life is what I switched to. And it was beautiful. Am I the fittest I've ever been in my life? No. Am I eating a lot healthier and emotionally in a lot healthier place? Yes. So that journey will continue, but now it's continuing in a healthy way instead of a toxic way. Right. I love it. Thank you for sharing. That's a perfect example, Bridget. And in and, and every language, again, this comes back to language and, and understanding language of the brain and everything that we say or think we are either going towards what we want or away from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Say that again. And everything that we say or think 
We're either going towards what we want or away from it. And so much of that, guys, comes down to the language that we're using. Yep. And it all starts with first an awareness of the language we're using. Because so many people, all of us on this call at some point, <laughs> right? Both of us and yeah. many people I'm sure listening were not aware. And it wasn't until the awareness came that the change could start, right? That the healing could start, that the learning could start. So the first step is awareness. Hmm. I have loved this talk. I have loved, you are so full of wisdom and strength. You hear it in the way your words come out of your mouth and the intonation of your voice. I love it. Oh, you're making me blush. Well, good. Take it in. Take it in. One of my mentors said, she said, the words of, of positive words are a verbal hug. Let them hug you. I you love know? it. And if I was with you in person right now, I would give you the biggest hug ever. And if I meet you, it will be a big hug or when, not if. Again, there we when. go. It's not if, it's when. <laughs> yep. Not trying. It's learning. It's all the things. Yes. Switching our words. Yes. It's a when and good. I'm a big hugger too. I'm like an awkward big hugger. I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. Do it. <laughs> I have loved this too. I hope if more than anything, this just opens up to your mind, the possibilities that you have been enough since you came into this world before that, and you have everything that you need to be able to move forward. And that's coming from someone who felt stuck for a very long time. I felt like I was in that quicksand sinking as a young mom. So if that's you out there, I just want you to know that I've been there and I'm on living on the other side of that now. And there is a way out. There are so many tools to grab onto so that you do not feel like you have to sink anymore. In a storm, you can be the wind or you can be all those trees that get uprooted. I'd rather be the wind be in charge of my life, determine the path I'm going to take, where I'm going to go. So just remember that you are enough. You are always have been, you came, you came that way, complete package. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what is good, what you're dreaming of, what your heart's saying, do this. There's a reason for that. And as you said earlier, it was always meant to be. So it's time to let go and okay. learn let go and learn and become because it's possible. And much like you, I've, I was in that dark, dark spot and being on this other side is so much better. And that doesn't mean the dark doesn't come again or there aren't waves of it. And each new phase brings new lessons, but you learn how to navigate them in a way that's healing and good and filling. So you don't have to feel stuck. Like you said, now you've become the wind. Yeah. I love that analogy. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite sayings is, you know, that the devil whispered to her, you can't withstand the storm. And she whispers back, I am the storm. Yeah, it's kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. I felt stuck. You know, if I wasn't sinking, then I was just stuck <laughs> like mm -hmm. that tree, right? I'm grateful for trees. And there's so many beautiful analogies with the roots. We don't have to go into that, but just the concept of being the bigger element there. Mm -hmm. And then inviting all of you listening that you take that ownership that is already yours. There's just too many women that aren't taking that. Mm -hmm. And I pray for you every day. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now so that I can hold that space for women that are ready to go through their timelines and are ready to show up bigger and stronger and just more in tune with themselves. Thank you. Thank you so much. So thank you. Yeah. Will you tell people how to find you? Yeah, you can find me at huntresscoaching.com. You can find me on Instagram at huntresscoaching. Um, those are the main places right now. Um, I'm kind of experimenting with the TikTok stuff. It's just Huntress coaching. I share a lot of EFT tapping videos and scripts and things like that. 
I have a free mini tapping course on my website, huntresscoaching.com. You can sign up and learn the tapping points and get a script. Feel. Oh my gosh. Now I'm going to get emotional. I feel this with, I feel these women and men who don't know who they are. And because of that, they are not driving their own car and they are lost and they're stuck. And the emotion, it's funny, you use trees, but the, when I was stuck, what I felt like I told my husband, I'm in a deep dive pool and I am paddling and I'm paddling and I'm getting nowhere. And I feel like at any moment I could drown. It could happen, but I am trying to use my willpower. I'm trying to use anything I know, my faith to just keep paddling. And it wasn't until I did the work that I could actually go a direction. I could determine where I was going and jump off the dive board again and again and experience the freedom that came with that. And so when I wake up in the morning, when I go live on Instagram, these are the people that I just don't want second. You don't have to be there. You don't have to live there. So if you're ready, yeah, a dollar. That's the, that's the price of entrance to your keys. I cannot wait to meet all of you there. And I think, listen to Bridget and I both telling you, you get to decide, mm -hmm. you get to decide where you want to go. All you have to do is acknowledge that you are worth it. That's it. Yeah. And once you do, I feel like Oprah, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Everyone gets a car. <laughs> I know it's going to be Christmas soon, right? After this podcast. Yeah. I'm passing out cars. <laughs> But that's really, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to share with you here. Show up on the call, be there. I would love to just see faces <laughs> so much. So there's so much power in that connection, right? As human beings, just being able to see each other, even over Zoom. Yep. So we hope to see you there for that really special group visualization that I'm going to put together just for Bridget's group. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. And I cannot wait to meet with you again and do this with the group and continue associating with you. This podcast brought me to you, you to me, and this association is beautiful. So I'm very thankful for it. I'm thankful too. Thanks you guys for being here today. And thanks Bridget for inviting me. Thank you. Okay, everyone, you're strong and capable. Love you all. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Strong and Capable podcast. You're my hero for listening, and you would be my extra special hero if you would share this episode, share with your friends what you're listening to and what you love about it, and bring them into the community. If you want to connect more, you can join me on my favorite place, Instagram. It's Bridget.Heller, B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E dot H-E-L-L-E-R. Or you can find us on the Facebook page, The Strong and Capable. It's a private group. I will let you in and then you can Zoom with us twice a month where we have special guests and we talk more about these subjects that we're hitting on in the podcast. Of course, if you want to go further, there is always the Launch Your Podcast in 30 Days course where you can Zoom with me every week and we'll get your voice into the world and so many other ways. So find that all at www.thestrongandcapable.com. And remember, friends, you are exactly that. You're strong and capable. Talk to you later.